whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Inside Pharma Report, the first report for 2024. A lot is happening inside the big black box of Big Pharma and their plans to change you with gene therapies. We're going to talk more about that with our guest experts, Hedley Reese and Cheryl Granger, pharmaceutical insiders for their entire careers who are here with us as part of our international team on Inside Pharma, and they are in the UK, which is ground zero for so much of what's going on with this movement to turn everything into mRNA gene therapy that alters the human genome and is dangerous and unsafe. As we have seen in spades uh, with the COVID shots around the world and all of the deaths skyrocketing, turbo cancers skyrocketing, and the brain damage, heart damage, autoimmune disorders, every organ system in the body has been adversely affected by the experimental gene therapy COVID shots and Big Pharma and the globalist who are have been meeting in Davos, Switzerland this week to plan our demise with WEF, WHO, UN, Bill Gates, Gavi, Fauci, all the rest of the cast of characters of the X-Men of the Apocalypse now claiming disease X is coming. And even though... They clearly tell us in all of their pronouncements about this horrible disease X that it's hypothetical and unknown. But by the way, we have countermeasures and vaccines we're working on. And oh, it's expected to have a 20% higher death rate than COVID illness did. Really? If the disease is hypothetical and unknown, how in the world can they already be telling us that the death rate is 20% higher than coronavirus and be planning experimental vaccines and countermeasures when they don't know what the disease is? It's absolutely ludicrous. And I would encourage all of you to put on your common sense hat and understand, again, as I say over and over, the weapon is fear. Disease X is the weapon of fear. And they are using that to control you and limit your freedom, just as they did 
with coronavirus. And while there may be other viruses that they will show you horrific pictures on the, on the television, that doesn't mean that it's actually a virus that spreads easily. There are many viruses that, such as all of the hemorrhagic fevers, have a high mortality rate, anywhere from 50 to 80% of people infected. But whenever a viral illness has a mortality rate that high, the virus burns out because it kills the host and it doesn't spread like a respiratory flu virus. So we're here to give you the truth. We also want to talk about the inside plans with Big Pharma and what are the tools and the weapons in the pharmaceutical industry that they are already gearing up to use against us, in particular, the rapid expansion of mRNA products. Now, Hedley Reese has been an inside pharma expert for 40 years, both working for big pharmaceutical companies as well as an independent consultant on manufacturing, ingredient supply chains, as well as safe distribution for reliable medicinals. So we're going to ask him, is it really possible that they could, on such theoretically short notice, ramp up the design, manufacture, supply chain, and distribution of billions of doses of a brand new vaccine to send around the world for this mysterious disease X. I think that's hardly likely, but we're going to hear that from an expert. And then we'll hear from Cheryl Granger, also a pharmaceutical insider expert who will talk about what's the difference between gene therapies and traditional vaccines and what are some of the horrific problems already happening with the COVID injections and can we expect more of the same with any new ones that they claim we need to take? So put on your common sense hat, listen to the show, and get some truthful information to balance all the fear-mongering and lies and deceptions that they're trying to terrify you with. Headley, Cheryl, welcome to the first Inside Pharma of the new year, and we look forward to having all of your expertise shed light on these big issues. So take it away. What do you think of what's been going on in Davos this week? And how do you see the connection between your area of expertise and this mysterious disease X that we all need to be scared to death of? Yeah. Hi, Dr. Lee. Um, Yes. Glad to be back here with you in 2024. What I should say is I always start with this. Making a vaccine is exactly the same as making an automobile, an aircraft. It goes through various stages that take years and years of uh, development and then final manuf- and then the, the whole stages of, of manufacture. So and vaccines are what are known as biologics, which means, they're made from living things, so they're very sensitive to temperature. And if they aren't kept at the right temperature, 
they can become toxic or they can just not work at all. So the whole supply chain has to be very carefully controlled. So the way these injections are made is they, they begin with what are known as starter materials. This is um, for the adenovirus vaccine, it would be a chimpanzee cells. Um, and for the mRNA, it will be a cell line that will produce the spike protein. But, but that's just the starting point. The starting materials then have to be shipped sometimes hundreds, if not thousands of miles to other countries, to a plant that actually makes what they call the drug substance. Now, this is effectively the active ingredient that is supposed to help the condition or with a vaccine, it, it's supposed to provide protection. And that's a long process, again, very sensitive. That takes months, that takes months. And once the drug substance is complete, it has to be quality control tested, and if it passes, then it can be shipped to the next stage, which is drug product or, or what they call fill finish, where they take the liquid drug substance and they fill it into glass vials. And then they put a rubber stopper in the top and uh, an aluminum seal on it. And um, it's then ready to go to the next stage. And each time these products are going through airports, they held in customs. They travel all over the world. And to think that you could do this in 100 days or even a year or even five years is, is, is a nonsense, uh, particularly when uh, you have to be sure what strain you're, what virus strain you're trying to address. Um, in in the, what I call the olden days, where the flu vaccine, well, they manufactured that. They had to know the strain 12 months before. And once they knew the strain, they would then manufacture the vaccine. And the vaccine was made from hen's eggs. So, um, so they had to schedule the orders for the eggs in line with when they knew the strain. Uh, so it was impossible, impossible to make a vaccine unless they knew what the strain was. So, I, I, you know, it, it's fairly obvious there that it's an absolute lie when they say we are going to develop this vaccine for G disease X when we don't even know what the disease is. And we certainly don't know what the strain of any virus involved is either. So this is all complete smoke and mirrors. I just refer to what you said as we were talking offline, Dr. Lee. The... Big Pharma is the money-making arm of the World Economic Forum and Davos and the whole thing. So that is bringing in all the money with all this deception. You know, Pfizer raised $80 billion in the first year. Moderna, I don't know, $15 billion, $16 billion. The plan is to use the money-making potential of the Big Pharma companies who are fraudulently now manufacturing these vaccines to help fund the activities, the other activities that are, 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 are going on. So that, that's what I'd say to that. Don't believe anything they say. It's all complete smoke and mirrors. Well, that's an interesting point that you bring up, that big pharma's profits are actually the fundraising for the what becomes a terrorist organization of control of the world. WHO, Gavi, WEF, 
Bill Gates Foundation, the Vaccine Alliance, CEPI, and all of the others, the UN. So in other words, we talk about the fact that legitimate governments try to break up the fundraising networks for terrorist organizations, and yet Big Pharma is doing exactly that to support the terrorist organizations that are terrorizing the world through fear of death if you don't take our product. And then their profit is enhanced even more by selling drugs that are used to treat the symptoms of the vaccine injury they caused. We're seeing that. I mean, I see it in my medical practice. The doctors that vaccinated the patient with the experimental COVID shots are refusing to recognize the vaccine injury. And they're telling people they have a new disease and now you need all of these additional big pharma drugs. So big pharma is making profits at both ends. They are creating the agent of destruction and death. And then for those that don't die, they're creating the drugs to ostensibly treat them and they're profiting on both. It's, it's like the accusations of the U.S. government under Biden supporting both sides of the Israeli conflict. The Palestinians, we're sending billions of dollars there and we're sending billions of dollars in equipment to Israel. All the while, the big companies and the military industrial complex are making the profits and the taxpayers are being broken by sending our tax dollars and printing money and dealing with inflation to deal with the printing of money. So I see a parallel between what's going on in the constant focus on wars because big pharma and the WHO and the WEF and Bill Gates and who and Klaus Schwab and all of them are in a constant war against humanity in their depopulation agenda. And can I uh, dive in there, uh, Dr. Lee, and hello. Um, Yes, absolutely. Um, I just received an email um, from somebody um, called Dr. Mackis, and he is talking about Johnson & Johnson acquiring a 2 billion drug developer, Ambrix Biopharma, to treat turbo cancers, and that's going to be the same tech as Pfizer's $43 billion purchase of CGEN, um, the acquisition there. And both sets set their sights on 2025 cancer tsunami that's coming that they've created. Mm. And that's, you know, goes exactly to my point, doesn't it? Yeah. So they're not being, they're not keeping these things covered up. They're being very open about it. Um, you know, um, I mean, going back to your point on the WEF, um, they basically want to build up trust again. It's they have said as if we've ever had trust in them in the first place. <laughs> right. Um, that that's the delusional thinking out yeah. of touch with reality. Just like Joe Biden says he wants to build better, and he's systematically destroying our border, our economy, our freedom. In our legal system, medical system, election integrity, all the way around. Every aspect, every institution in the United States has been devastatingly damaged under the Biden administration. 
with and Obama in the background. Yeah, and what's happened over the last few years with COVID. Um, yes. And that's the thing that's happened is people's health has been affected and they're waking up to the fact that they have been affected. And now the WF, um, in all its talks, will be promoting more of the same um, that we used before. Um, and people um, are not taking it. Um, and that's what we've got to keep pointing <clears throat> out to people, that the mRNA vaccines, um, and they could put whatever they want in it and tell you it's for disease X. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything that's had anything to do with whatever they say disease X is. They could put anything they want in it because they said that um, the shots that we were given would be affected against uh, COVID. And we know that they were not effective against COVID. We knew that they have affected people's immune systems um, and they are still getting uh, the disease. Um, well, and we know now clearly, factually, unequivocally, that they knew ahead of time that hmm. these experimental shots were not effective against COVID. They did not stop the disease. They did not stop transmission. They did not reduce hospitalization and they did not, they were not safe. Yeah. They were deadly and toxic. They yes. knew all of that ahead of time. Yes, we know that from the analysis of the clinical trial um, papers that um, uh, ICANN managed to get hold of uh, and secure that have now um with, they've received all the Pfizer documentation and that has been analysed um, and it's now showing there's 94 damning reports on the um, information that was given to the regulators so that they could be licensed. It, it's, it is just stunning and I go back to what I, what I said on my rant a few minutes ago that they, Big Pharma and collaboration with the global predators and the bureaucratic organizations that have no elected officials governing every aspect of our life, they are operating as terrorist organizations. In fact, there have been leaders in Europe who have called them out on exactly that point. Some of, particularly some of the Eastern European members of parliament and prime ministers have been very blunt and direct in calling out WEF and WHO as terrorist organizations. And they should know because those countries lived under Soviet control and totalitarianism and finally got their independence they recognize tyranny. They recognize the use of terrorism and fear as a means of controlling the population. Fear, intimidation, and terror, means of controlling the population. And the COVID, which was basically a simple flu if you treated it quickly, COVID was used exactly that way to terrorize the population. It was a terrorist weapon in the way it was carried out. Well, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I'd like to join the dots up because there are so many parties in this. And I'd just like to say something on the role of 
some some of the big pharma companies like um, what is now GSK or, or Glaxo. Glaxo was the biggest pharmaceutical company in the world if you go back to um, the 1990s. And um, it's uh, and Britain itself is part of the history of pharmaceuticals. Britain has always had a huge role in pharmaceuticals. And there's evidence to suggest now that these big pharma companies in the UK, GSK, have been working with government, have been working with the cell and gene therapy catapult. And I know Cheryl will talk to that uh, about that a bit more with what's happening in Stevenage. But we're seeing that this really evil collaboration between bodies we are based in the UK, so we are seeing it here. It's obviously linked up with a, a bigger global picture, yeah. but um, there is a, a, a an evil access to this that's coming from big pharma companies, particularly ones uh, based in Europe, Novartis, GSK, AstraZeneca. They're all, I said, they're all in this together. They'd have to be because they no one could... Uh, engage in such a global uh, <clears throat> ramp up of drugs without these companies being part of it because they are the alpha male of the industry. You know, they're the ones with all the money. They're the ones that control all what, of what goes on. So, and I'm, I'm conscious that Cheryl has some examples of what's going on in Stevenage, where, where she lives. Uh, and uh, uh, and the rest of the M mRNA, maybe she could sort of expand on a, a bit to add to what I'm saying here. Good, Cheryl, jump in yeah. and and let us know what you have that's or some new developments or that things that are undercover that the public would not likely know. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically become this era of um, gene technology. Um, and it's continually um, growing so that everything is supposed to get into um, that format. Um, and, you know, I mean, I keep warning people that next year over here, the, the flu shots are going to be mRNA. Um, and the problem with all this is that it's not safe. And therefore, there are problems if you keep getting the same thing. Um, and it it basically is cumulative effects that we're trying to avoid with this. Um, so they basically, um, the, the, the regulators <clears throat> not done anything to uh, control the process. Um, they've not um, looked after <clears throat> us, they've not done pharmacovigilance, they've not been interested. And all they keep coming out with saying is that it's safe and effective. And we can work out, we could work out from the beginning um, that these mRNA platforms are unproven to be safe. They're novel plat platforms, they're toxic. Um, and we need to be aware of the effects on the body because now, even if people took uh, shots some, uh, even some years ago, they're still getting effects from it. Um, and we need to be able to make the links in people's minds because my- I, I want to support what you just said about that. I'm seeing it in my medical practice. Yeah. People who got the shots in 2021 and have had no further boosters. Now, those who've had further boosters are getting sicker and sicker and more cancers and more cardiovascular disease, more atrial fib, more dementia, more progression of brain damage. 
understand that the more boosters you get, the more damage. But those, what's really striking to me is that unlike anything I've seen over my 40 years in medical practice, you guys have been in pharma 40 years, I've been in medicine 40 years, so we've all seen a lot. And I have never seen vaccine-induced complications with traditional vaccines that continued to get worse over the years following when they got no more shots. And I'm seeing that with the people who got the COVID shots in 2021. They are showing progressive damage, and it is 2024. I just had patients last week whose D-dimers are still rising, spike protein antibodies, titers still rising, inflammatory markers still rising. And, and some of my patients have now, who got the shot in 2021, have now had COVID four and five times, which is what we expect when it suppresses the immune system. So Cheryl, I just wanted to, to reiterate medically from my perspective as a practicing physician, you are absolutely correct in what you said. The damage goes on. Yeah. And every medic in every country where there's been vaccination will be seeing this. Yes. And, and that's so why we're seeing the cancer tsunami projected for 2025. Now, something else chilling and you, you and Headley may want to speak to this. And we can certainly go into a lot more detail on this after the break. But I don't know if you remember, but the Daegol, D-E-A-G-E-L, population decline projections for the westernized countries primarily that were posted at daegol.com in 20. 20 projected for 2025 a 77% decrease in the UK 68% decrease in population in the United States 34% in Australia and somewhere around 70 some percent in Israel there were it's a whole list of the projections by country and those are just some of the top ones i remember off the top of my head but we are on track. The chilling information people need to understand. We are on track to meet those projections. And the deaths of that many people in our countries by 2025, based on the very things that you and Headley are describing, that they knew was coming with the death and destruction from these experimental mRNA shots. Yes. And as the Johnson & Johnson um, article that I've just quoted stated, that they've got the sites on the 2025 cancer tsunami. So it all links in to yes. the deaths. And of course, you've got cancers that are occurring in people that they don't normally occur in, in age, yes. for example. Exactly They've never been right. in that age group before. They've never seen that cancer in that tissue before. Um, they've never seen something present so late and kill a person so quickly. So they're not only cancers, they're turbo cancers. Um, and, you know, this is something that we need to awaken people to. Yes. Um, to get well, them to avoid having any more <coughs> vaccines. 
You're, you're absolutely right. I know you have a lot more to talk about. Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost, that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report. Inside Pharma, the black box exposed with our pharma experts. We'll be right back after the break. Check out truthforhealth.org, our website, and truthforhealthstore.com, where we have high-quality nutraceuticals to help you maintain your health and restore health and resilience And our nutraceuticals are carefully vetted, manufactured in the United States in a certified good manufacturing practices compliant facility with more safety oversight than the COVID shots. So check us out and sign up for our email alerts. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. Dr. Lee for America here as a U.S. physician practicing medicine with our two inside pharma career pharmaceutical experts, Hedley Reese from the U.K. and Cheryl Granger from the U.K. Both of them have been inside pharma as pharmaceutical experts as long as I have been practicing medicine. So we can bring you a lot of insights you won't get anywhere else. Cheryl, you were talking about what's going on really under the radar with more of the development and the push towards manufacturing facilities in the UK that have really none of the normal safety vetting and environmental um, analysis for any risk to the community and the environment. And I also want to get you to reiterate some of the key differences between gene therapies and traditional vaccines. So bring us up to date on what you're seeing going on in the UK. Yeah. I mean, the, the traditional, um, uh, vaccines um, were basically um, things that had been um, truncated in some way so that it it couldn't actually um, cause any harm, but set up a reaction so that your immunity system was boosted to work against it. With the um, gene therapies, um, we're talking about something that's uh, completely different, and they've been used in clinical trials for over 40 years, things like cancer and fixing things called inborn errors of metabolism. 
Um, and there, you know, the risks are understood because you know the patients and the, the type of problem they've got, which is quite a serious problem. Here we're talking about people who were giving these gene therapy vaccinations um, for something that was quite slight. <clears throat> Um, and a lot of people already had immunity um, to the coronavirus. Um, so we've overused these preparations by giving them to, what, more than 5 billion people around the world. Um, and that includes children. And in children, the cells are dividing more rapidly, rapidly, and therefore there's even more of a risk of having effects on them. You've got pregnant women where their immune systems react differently because um, that's so that they don't reject the fetus. They, again... Um, are a special group where this can have more of an effect. And in older people, obviously, they have um, processes <clears throat> that might no longer be taking place, and therefore you can have immunological complications arriving. But we're all at risk because of the dynamic cell changes. We're very unique. The body's finely tuned. It's a finely tuned instrument that's connect interconnected in many ways. Um, that we still don't understand. And we're giving treatments that interfere with the basic building blocks of life by injecting substances that are toxic and not self um, that can become incorporated into our DNA. Um, and we know all that because um, there was the discovery that um, contaminants of DNA fragments were found in most of the vials that Dr. McKernan and colleagues, so lots of people, um, have joined in on testing for this contamination of DNA. And that is very, very um, problematic and um, can be more um, chance of it causing cancer in the first place. And so from all this and knowing all this, um, they've assumed that this um, <clears throat> preparation is at the right dose they're suggesting that obviously they're not worried about it being toxic, even though the lipid nanoparticles are not supposed to be used in humans. Um, and also the quality of the product. Um, and this is what um, we've been looking at. And we know this and they knew this because the EMA reported it a long time ago um, in uh, 20, uh, 2021 when they anal analysed all the data, that there's a big difference in what they've been looking at in clinical trials, even though that produced quite a lot of side effects, compared with what they actually commercially made. So the whole process has been turned on its head and the EMA wanted um, the pharmaceutical companies that were producing these vaccines to produce a lot more evidence. And they were supposed to have done that in the main by July 21. In the meantime, they rolled it out. They got the license and they rolled it out. And we don't think that information was ever um, provided. So the dose, the toxicity, the quality of these products is very questionable. Um, and um, we know from the clinical trials that a lot of evidence has been uh, hidden. And the upside of all this is that um, they have, in their minds, got something that's very effective and very safe. Because if you hide the safety data, um, people are not going to be aware of it. Um, and that's what um, the... Um, Pfizer and Moderna document analysis has been looking into, first of all, with 451,000 pages of Pfizer data um, to actually analyse and find out exactly what the information was, was uh, telling them. Um, and 
it's 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 highly alarming because of all the um subjects the um safety data that was uh, discovered the conditions that have been uh, reported um as side effects um and there's also increases in heart damage and uh, myocarditis and arteriosclerotic disease and pots and neurological injury and stroke and paralyzing syndromes there's lots and lots of different systems of the body that are affected so it's not just one system um it's across the board because these lipid nanoparticles which are fat products can get the mrna across um cell uh, membranes and into cells and that can be in any part of the body um so we now have about 3400 peer-reviewed papers confirming that spike is circulating in the blood if it's circulating in the blood once it's put in your arm it can get to anywhere so all these um in bits of information are being uh, pulled together. We've even got new diseases um, that are um, VITT, for example, which is the court case I spoke about before. Um, that's vaccine-induced thrombocytopenia. So we've got new conditions that are linked to the vaccine in terms of uh, the diagnosis. Um, so they've... Um, basically been developing this mRNA platform pipeline um, since 1985 there have been 9,000 patents for these products um, put forward by um, different pharma companies um, 230 and more are being um, studied in clinical trials uh, for vaccination against infection and cancer so there's lots lots more um, that is being planned um, DARPA announced back in 2012 that they will be able to end pandemics in time within 60 days, which comes back to the um, uh, initial comments that you were making. Um, and this is despite the fact that they've overestimated the efficacy um, of these pro um, products. There's no um, efficiency being demonstrated against mortality. This systemic uh, neglecting of the evidence from all the preclinical animal trials where they seem to cre create a lot of uh, injury and death. The vaccines have caused thousands of deaths within less than a year of its introduction and the estimates now uh, globally um, is about 17 million have died. Um, and this can be seen in excessive deaths around the, the country. I was actually at Andrew Bridge and RMP who spoke up in um, uh, a, a meeting yesterday uh, on excess deaths it was called trends in excess deaths um, and so this is coming out but it's a very very labored slow process um, and the regulators who granted the emergency youth authorization for these vaccines they committed grave errors and omissions in their assessments because um, they there were known and possible health risks um, as I say, the lipid nanoparticles are not supposed to be used in humans. Um, and you'd ask why are we in such a rush? Um, you know, are we trying to get the Deagle um, uh, predictions to come true? Um, but, you know, the EMA committee, they um, issued uh, to Pfizer 29 extensive points on uh, good manufacturing practice and 23 on the quality of the product. And we never um, followed that up, as I said. 
Um, so why are these open assessment reports that the regulators went to the trouble of writing not being um, followed up by them, which is the normal way um, of doing it? So my attitude to everything that I'm reading is that these products are not fit for human use. They need to be removed from the market. Um, the mRNA platform is unsafe and ineffective and needs suspending and defunding. But in the meantime, all these new um, companies are being set up um, to produce more of the same. So the cell and gene therapies is being pushed. We've got a £66 million building in the middle of um, a residential and commercial area in Stevenage up the road from me um, that I've mentioned before. Um, and these things, they always seem to be in clinical trials. Um, but um, the FDA recently um, has shown that with the CART um, T-cell immunotherapies, um, which are basically um, working on our immune systems, um, they are linked to the risk of developing secondary uh, malignancies. And that's very important that they've recognised that. Whether it will stop them being produced or not, I don't know. But there's always with these seven gene therapies are linked back to cancer. And that's the thing that really does um, bother me. Um, but the UK is investing a lot of money in this technology. Um, it's um, basically uh, now the home to the third largest um, cell and gene therapy cluster in the world with this one in Stevenage. Um, and it's using a process that they say might work. Um, their um, manufacturing technology is a process that might work on problems that are very ill-defined um, and they have no strong evidence to link it to the condition that they're trying to um, help. So it's all on you know promises. It's all on it might do, it could do, it should do, it will do, I don't know. Um, it's very... Um, difficult to see any sense in any of this and obviously um headley will talk of the extremely worrying change of events in relation to um these um gene and cell therapies um but i've got a couple of quotes written down from ryan cole who's a pathologist who's spoken at a lot of uh, meetings against all these things and he states no one of us is as dumb as all of us okay so we've got all these individuals speaking up. Um, it doesn't seem to happen in a committee of people. And all scientists agree when you get rid of all those that don't. Okay. Yes, that's exactly what they've been doing. Yes. And I want to reiterate what you just said before Headley jumps in. The government of England, the UK, is investing money with Big Pharma in a government-private partnership. By the way, listeners, the definition of that is fascism, when government and selected businesses work together against the interest of the people. And they are investing in a process that, as you said, quote, might, end quote, work the problem like the like the wef said hypothetical unknown ill-defined and there's no evidence so do i have that right yes yeah 
But we really are looking at a very destructive agenda. And and you were saying that this was purely, or you were talking about the profit motive, not that it was purely that. But I think we need to understand it in the larger agenda that the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and Henry Kissinger before that, as well as WHO, and so many of these globalist predators, diabolical plans for humanity, they've said for at least the entirety of my lifetime that the goal is depopulation, reducing the Earth's population from now 7 billion to 500 million, between 500 million and a billion. That's a lot of death and destruction. And so it looks to me like the real reason behind all of this is facilitating the depopulation agenda, the long-range depopulation agenda. Yeah, and allowing them to make a lot of money along the way. So these immunotherapies um, tended to be used for um, small groups of cancers, and therefore, you know, there might have been half a million um, dollars a, a, a treatment, um, but obviously it wasn't in many people. But once they rolled the vaccines out to everybody and we had billions taking it, that's where the money started really rolling in. Um, yeah. Could I just um, add a little bit of late-breaking news uh, uh, following on from what Cheryl said? Uh, uh, the, um, Andrew Bridgen MP uh, sent uh, an article out on, on his uh, WhatsApp today after Cheryl was there with him in Parliament yesterday. And it's uh, titled, Medicine is Going Personalised, Moderna's UK Boss on the Coming Vaccine Revolution. And then it says, Darius Hughes was a key figure in Pfizer's pioneering COVID vaccine drive. Now he has changed companies and sees a big, a further big rise in mRNA technology. And what they've actually done is Moderna are taking over uh, the what the government built, the vaccine, um, what they call VMIC, the Vaccine Manufacturing Innovation Center. They built that in 2020 to make vaccines. And they didn't make any. They sold it to Catalan Pharma Solutions for a song. And uh, by golly, They've given the site now to, to to Moderna, so they're actually building plants with taxpayer money to transfer them on to Moderna, particularly because the UK has got a ten-year contract with them. Uh, Rishi Sunak, Sunak, the the Prime Minister, it's alleged he has major investments associated with Moderna. It's it's just criminal what's going on and you know it's our money that they're using to do it that's what really makes you uh really angry well it's taxpayer money used for these diabolical purposes but it's also taxpayer money being diverted from serving the needs of the taxpaying citizens they are cutting budgets in the NHS, the National Health Service. They're cutting social services. 
they're using taxpayer money to fund the illegal migrant invasion and again denying services to British citizens and U.S. citizens here. Same thing's happening here, although perhaps not quite as much of taxpayer money in the U.S. being used to fund big pharma plants and experimental facilities as in the U.K., but our taxpayer money is going to fund the illegals invading our country and fund these endless wars that make money for the elites yeah, and the, the, the NHS is doing everything it can to get as much DNA as it possibly can of the people. So it's... Um, um, Tell us more about that, Cheryl. What are they doing? Well, they're trying to um, test as many people with blood tests as they possibly can, supposedly to make sure, you know, they're checking up in advance that nothing's going wrong with that person. But this, we've got Palantir coming in and running the information uh, the data for the NHS, and that seems to be, um, you know, how are they actually copying it and giving it to somebody? But the, you see, you need your DNA to start developing individual treatments, and there's a lot of money going into the NHS on the cancer side. Um, you know, other things might not be being treated, but there's lots of money being invested in the, the cancer side um, because it comes back down to these cell and gene therapies. And to do that, to develop those, you need um, people's DNA. So they're um, using people without adequate consent and informing yes. them of yes. what their DNA will be used for. Yes, yes. Um, they're supposedly written to 21 million of us to ask us to take part in this process. Um, and prior to that, some years ago, our GPs wrote to us um, to ask us if we um, wanted to um, keep our own um, data from it being passed on to anybody else. And you could sign a form to say you didn't want your data to be passed on. But that seems to have been forgotten now. And of course, the, the NHS is unique, isn't it? It's, 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 it's so good, nobody else in the world has copied it. So we've got a whole nation that's part of the NHS that's funded by ourselves um, through national insurance. Um, and it's a trapped um, ideal um, group that they can um, do what they want with. Um, I mean, when you think about that VITT um, court case that's happening and June reign of the MHRA, actually um, confirming that they are aware of 300 people with VITT, even though there's only 80 in the class action. Um, and what they're doing, her, she was very proud to say that with those 300 um, people that have suffered VITT because of the vaccine, um, they are going to uh, chase them up genetically because they're trying to look into what is wrong with those people to have given them the reaction they had um, it can't be anything wrong with the product. It's the people through their DNA that they will investigate to see what's wrong with them. That, that's shocking. And I also see another um, potentially malevolent use for ex examining those patients. And that is that if they can identify what is different about those patients, then the in gain of function studies, they could actually design a more toxic 
gene therapy agent. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't so. think it's just trying to understand what happened to those people. And as you said, they're blaming the victim. It's rather like blaming a rape victim. These people have, have had a medical assault in being injected with an experimental agent. And now they are analyzing them to blame them for the problem that they cre- that the big pharma created. That's the I mean, bottom line. Yeah. I mean, the worries when the, the genome was first analyzed um, was that people started saying, oh, should you go and get your DNA tested? You know, should you get, find out what's wrong with you or what could be wrong with you? And of course, everybody said, well, that will affect getting mortgages and insurances and what have you, because who lends stuff to people who um, aren't going to be here for perhaps forever? Um, so people were against being tested for that. Well, understandably, uh, concerned. <laughs> Whenever, when, as Ronald Reagan, our wonderful president, Ronald Reagan, said, when someone from the government says, I'm here to help you, <laughs> we should run the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm paraphrasing what he said. Henley, your closing thoughts today. This is a very chilling discussion, but we need to bring this to people's attention and encourage people to say no to more of these gene therapy shots. Headley, your your closing thoughts. Well, I think what people should bear in mind is that even though less people are having these injections, the industry is still moving ahead with them at pace. And the head of the um, Center for Biologics um, Evaluation and Research at FDA, Peter Marks, he will be in London uh, next month, or uh, March, I think. He will be rubbing shoulders with all these companies who are developing gene therapies, these tiny companies who, who are in it just to, you know, just to try and raise money from big farmers so that they can develop their gene therapies. It is unprecedented for a, someone as senior in the FDA as Peter Marks to actually go to a conference for two days physically, spend the whole time there. The most that ever happened was someone like Janet Woodcock would do a keynote address at a conference. Uh, conference. She'd fly in and she'd do the presentation and she'd fly out because they always had to be this arm's length relationship between the regulators and the companies who are developing drugs. That is gone. And the evidence of that is the fact that FDA, you know, Peter Marks, as I say, is attending the conference. Anyone listening, if they look him up on with an internet search, you, I, I don't know what he knows about developing drugs, but he's a medical doctor. And we know that for all sorts of reasons, linked to, linked to smoke and mirrors at, uh, of Big Pharma, Doctors don't know any more about the process of developing drugs than the patient does, because all anyone knows is what's written on the patient information leaflets, which goes in the package when the doctor gets the product. They've got no way of finding out anything out about that product. So, you know, people need to be asking searching questions of uh, the industry. Why aren't we getting this information? Why are the regulators rubbing shoulders with pharma companies? And, you know, let's get to the bottom of it. Absolutely right. Cheryl, any, I agree wholeheartedly. Cheryl, any 
closing comments before we wrap up today. And we'll be back in with another Inside Pharma in a couple of weeks. Um, I don't want to scare people, um, but I need to wake them up. And I want to make sure that they are awake so they won't have any more. Um, a lot of people will have been given the mRNA vaccines and had no effect from it at all because of things that Headley always reminds us of, you know, vibration can affect it. You know, a lot of it would not be viable by the time a lot of people were given it. Um, unfortunately, some people did have problems. So I'm actually um, working with UK Column to get the summaries of the um, document analysis in front of people. And then we're going to link it into the control group so that they can actually uh, try and get some help and then start suggesting some treatments for them as well. So I'm trying to help people wake them up, but say, you know, all is not lost. We'll try and uh, give um, some help as well. Um, and that's the um, way that I'm trying to handle it myself, um, because it people need waking up. You're absolutely right. And hopefully 2024 will be a year that we can do more of that. We are seeing people awakening around the world to the tyranny. What is in happening in Germany and France and the way in which the farmers and truckers and hunters and even law enforcement and firefighters are coming together to stand against tyranny is truly inspiring. And we need more of that. Civil disobedience works. Resistance to tyranny works. Stand against evil. That is why we bring you this alarming news not to scare you, not to be fear-mongering, but to show you what is going on in the black box that you don't see inside and you don't know the background because knowledge is power. And if you have the knowledge of what they're really doing, you can take a stand and you can prepare. And for those who want help for vaccine-induced medical problems, go to truthforhealth.org and download our vaccine injury treatment guide. We walk you through an organized description of what they are, what the symptoms can be, what the diagnostic testing needs to be, the diagnostic imaging, and a whole host of treatment options that includes everything from prescription medicines to nutraceuticals, vitamins, minerals, and even lifestyle changes. So use the resources that we at Truth for Health Foundation have created for helping the public and continue to remain strong, have faith in God, and remember, as Jesus told the disciples who were fearful of being capsized in their little boat, on the stormy seas in the Sea of Galilee. Keep your eyes on me and do not fear the storm. 2024 may be a stormy year. Keep your eyes on the Lord and put on your life jacket and get prepared and don't give in to fear. We'll be back again 
with Inside Pharma. This is Dr. Lee for America. Thank you all for joining. Headley Reese, Cheryl Granger, and myself. Please share our programs and come back for the next one.